Hi everyone, this is the Seek Insights and Resources podcast channel for employers. I'm Hamish Coots and with me today is Shelley Abrams, who's General Manager of People and Culture at Medibank. Shelley, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Hamish. Pleasure to be here. Great, thank you. Tell us a little bit about your role at Medibank. Yeah, so I have a really exciting role at Medibank Hamish, um, and I think a lot of it is actually to do with where we're at as an organisation at the moment, and I'd say the partnership role that we have with other healthcare stakeholders in in transforming the healthcare industry. So I don't know how familiar you are with our strategy, but we have a goal of working towards better healthcare experiences, outcomes and costs for our customers. So we're, we're doing things that traditional insurers aren't. Okay. Um, And my role is really to partner with the business to ensure that we have the right people with the right capability having the impact that we need them to to deliver on this. So for me, this means moving from one day being a change agent to a business partner to a coach and an advisor the next. Um, So it's a really exciting time to be a part of Medibank, that's for sure. And I'd say that my role is really truly varied because of it. Great. So with the privatisation and the consequent IPO listing of Medibank, it's no doubt been an interesting couple of years um, for for the firm. Tell us a little bit about the impact that's had on your workforce and and the consequent talent needs that have come out of that. Yeah, sure. So moving from having one shareholder to nearly 300,000 has not surprisingly had an impact (laughs) on our systems, our processes and and our people needs, as you say. Although in saying that, I think that people think the change occurs the day that you list. Um, But as you'd appreciate, we have been on the change journey for, you know, 18 to 24 months leading Mm. up to the day of listing. So whilst it was exciting, um, in many ways, it was the midpoint of our change journey. Journey. Um, and any listed organisation, as you can imagine, would has increased pressure for high returns, increased reporting and compliance requirements, all expectations that, I mean, I think are in line with being part of a high performance organisation. Mm. Uh, over the course of our change journey, we have evolved and we've done so whilst keeping our customers and people at the heart of what we do. So I think that it means that it's felt quite organic rather than a sudden switch um, overnight. Sure. But we have definitely had to look at what capability we have within yeah. the business, um, where we've had to build up and where we've had to go externally. For example, investor relations, you know, their portfolio completely changes when yep. you have 300,000 shareholders. Um, we have a continued focus on customer commerciality. So we have had to recalibrate some of our recruitment processes to ensure that these areas are front and center. And I'd also say with the amount of change occurring in the organisation, we are looking for people who are quite comfortable with transformational change, um, people who are resilient and understand what it takes to be part of a high-performing top 50 ASX organisation. And in terms of workforce impacts, I guess a key one that springs to mind for me is around divestment. So we have intentionally focused on our core business and have divested business activity that no longer aligns to that. So that has seen a reduction right, in okay. team members. Yeah, Yeah, sure. So then looking ahead, um, how are you at Medibank evolving your workforce towards the future? What will the next few years bring to, to you and your HR team? Yeah, so as a health provider, health is paramount to us. Um, you know, our purpose for better health is something that we try and live uh, and breathe day in day out so we're constantly looking for ways to bring this to life um, and a recent example of this would be our move to activity-based working or thrive as we call it at Medibank okay yeah so we've been fortunate enough to actually win industry awards for the design and the practice of ABW at our workplace at Medibank place so we look forward in the future to leveraging the strengths that we already have in that space um, to becoming a truly fully flexible organization and historically we have had great flexible practices throughout the organization I don't know how familiar you are but we have a huge 
population of our clinical staff that yeah. actually work from home on yep. the phones. But we would like to take that more broadly and look to um, expand that beyond, um, you know, to those roles that are traditionally quite desk bound. So mm. that's something that we'll be looking at. Another big focus for us will be around well-being, which is, I guess, best put about energizing and motivating our employees to take the next step with their health and yep. well-being. So we have a really exciting corporate health and well-being program for customers. And ultimately, we want to be the proof point for that program within Medibank. So we want to be the role models for health and well-being. Um, walk the walk and talk the talk, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, an intensified focus on diversity and inclusion will keep us folk busy for mm -hmm. the next yes. wee while. Um, and at the heart of that, what I really mean is people being able to bring their whole selves to work. And I guess the last thing worth mentioning is that we have our new MD, Craig Drummond, starting next week. So we have an exciting time ahead welcoming welcoming him into the business and it's also a perfect opportunity for us to further strengthen our culture you'd be able to play this podcast and just give him a, a brief synopsis of what you've been oh, doing that's right it's Looking already done for you it. that's right so obviously a lot of change having taken place uh, and also a lot of change predicted to take place as well so what strategies have you got in place to, to manage that change and what learnings have you taken out of um, the process so far to share with our listeners yeah sure so all change and engagement plans were and continue to be based on three key principles um, so the first one is making sure that they're, that whatever we do is aligned with our values um, and behaviours. The second one is making sure that we have open, honest and transparent people communications. And the third one is really around leader-led implementation, which means that our people leaders have the autonomy to um, take the message in an authentic way to their teams. Um, and, you know, our values, I would say, really define the how of everything we do. So they're the the guiding principles to our business um, and they've kind of been at the core of everything that we do when we've been managing change over the past few years and as we continue to manage change moving forward. Mm. So, and look, you maybe answered a little bit, but bringing staff along on the journey as well, um, and in particular long-term employees as well when there is so much change in environment, how have you gone about this and what would you point the success to um, yeah. in terms of that? Yeah, sure. So I would say that we've gone about this in two key ways. Um, the first one is by creating connections um, and the second one is being a lot more targeted in our capability buy and build so that we are creating, I guess, opportunities for people to develop. And that's for those that have been with us for a long time and obviously ones that we're bringing in. And what I mean by connections is really back to that point around open communication channels. So whether it between senior leaders and team members or simply between team members. So we introduce a number of communication forums um, throughout our journey and, and we continue to use those moving forward. Um, just to give you an example of some mm. of the things that we do so we introduce roadshows where our CEO goes around the country and he delivers the results and has a forum so that people can ask questions on the strategy and where we're going um, we created a senior exec forum which was for our top 50 within the organization to get together and actually spend some time out of the office talking about what's important to us what's our purpose we also have small focus groups we have email um, ask George which is our previous MD where okay. people could email and ask him in so you name it we did it yep. um, anything that we thought was helping to create connections and share stories really was key and continues to be key in how we operate as a business. And no doubt culture has played a big role during this time as well. And what are some of the measures in place to reinforce your workplace culture and, and maybe even make it stronger as you go through this process? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think it's um, it's fair to say that when employees talk about Medibank, they talk about our values. And from a measures perspective, we see this come through loud and clear in our engagement survey. And as I mentioned before, I mean, we, we do keep the values at the forefront of all of our messaging, our conversations and it's our sort of overall behavioural approach to ensure that we have that consistent people-centred approach. 
Um, we also introduced this year the Medibank Way, um, which is basically our cultural intent. So it's an expression of our organisational culture and it's what we use to guide everything that we do, how we behave, how we live our values, how we deliver to our customers. Um, and, you know, we fought hard to preserve the values and purpose. Um, and now we're also clear as part of the Medibank Way on those areas that we want to further strengthen. So um, our overall engagement score, despite the change, has gone up and Medibank delivered mm. a strong half-year result in 2016. So as you can imagine, we're really proud of this. And mm. I just don't think it would have been the case had it not been for us keeping our purpose and our values at the core of everything that we do. Yeah, great. Well done. Just to change tack slightly, so obviously we, we live in a data-driven world and we people do. can't get enough. And really interested to get an idea from you. Um, how, what role does data analytics play in mapping future health costs and, and therefore um, your talent needs as well? So obviously yeah, an increase in needs means that you have to get the staff in to actually service those needs. Absolutely. And you know, for us, having best-in-class data and analy- analytics is key to um, helping us make sure that our customers receive the best quality healthcare. And that's what we work in partnership with our providers to, um, to achieve. I guess a great recent example of this is the partnership that we've recently created with the Royal College of Surgeons. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of this partnership is to ensure consistency across surgical procedures and costs. And as you can imagine, analytics is key to that conversation. You know, we've seen huge variation in metrics such as length of stay, transfers to rehabilitation and time in ICU across providers, hospitals. And the partnership with the Royal College of Surgeons supports our commitment really to improving health outcomes for our customers by providing surgeons greater transparency on clinical cost and data. Mm. So um, we are continually looking to make our data and analytics more sophisticated and using that in influencing conversations. And beyond that, it's more than just having the core skills on modelling and um, being able to um, look at data. It's more about even surfacing those insights and making sure that those insights are turned into action. Yeah. Fantastic. Shelly, it's great to get a chance to speak to you and we love to hear from successful people from successful companies. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Hamish. It's been a pleasure.